Hello and welcome to episode 34 of the Unrenowned Podcast, where we talk about Siege, what we like about Siege. What we don't like about Siege. I'm Ryan. I'm Chris. We're recording remotely today for reasons. Yeah, I mean, so it's my finals week and so a little busy over here just doing some things and it was easier to do this than drive over to Ryan's house. So here we are, remote. I'm at my house still, so I'm not remote. You're just remote. I'm remote. I am remote. So uh, it's going to be a short episode today, uh, mostly because there's not much to say because, you know, Siege is in a slow moment, as it does. And uh, But, you know, we came with some things. We actually played a lot this past week, so we found out that when you play Siege, that's true, but a lot more than we normally do. Yes, that's true. We found out that when you play a game, you have more thoughts on the game. So, so. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. Like, <laughs> it's funny how it works, but yeah. Turns out participating in an activity generates thoughts about said activity. Yeah. We much. also participated in a, a fun activity for your birthday. We did. We uh, threw some axes. Yeah, actual axe slash hatchet slash tomahawk throwing, which was sweet. <laughs> our sister it was her third time being there and she had gone more than anybody else so she threw like these she got to throw these really weird axes because she'd been three times they had one yeah. that was like basically like a saw blade on top of a wooden post that she threw yeah it was like like a buzz saw like just mm-hmm. jimmy rigged onto us like a staff <laughs> she, she threw that into the target and stuck it which was pretty cool <laughs> it's pretty cool but, yeah, that was fun. You you learn very quickly if you go axe throwing that it would not be that hard to kill somebody by throwing an axe. Oh, like, not at all. You don't have to have that much practice. No. It really I mean, like legitimizes uh, <laughs> Gimli, for one. Yeah, I was going to say, you know what's sad <laughs> is we see Gimli throw one axe in like, all of Lord of the Rings. That's not true. He throws more than one axe. No, he just throws the one at the very, very beginning. No, he throws one at the troll. Oh. Never mind. Yeah, he does throw one at the troll. So he throws, he throws two. He throws one at the troll, and then he throws one at uh, Urukai in the fight at wherever that place is called. The end of fellowship. Yeah. He doesn't throw That's any it. in Helm's Deep. No. You've watched it recently. I've watched it like three times recently. Yeah, I, I'm so jealous. I need to go watch those movies. Anyway, let's get into some siege talk. So yeah, the one thing that happened this week was Ubisoft announced the Bug Hunter program. What's that about? Yeah, so the Bug Hunter program is actually pretty cool. It's smart. So basically what happened is they have R6 Fix, which is a thing that a lot of people don't use because it doesn't really do much from what we can tell. Um, (laughs) Basically, once you get three reported bugs on there and they're acknowledged by the team, then you get a reward, which right now is like the raptor legs or a charm with like a frost chibi on top of it. Um, that's after you get three acknowledged bugs. That's actually not even an easy thing to do in the first place. And then following that, they're going to add more thresholds. You'll have more rewards for getting more bugs. So this is actually the first time that we're seeing like you do something and get a reward. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like you do something for not for renown, but for an actual in-game thing you can use. Yeah. So that's what's cool about it. I was surprised by that. I, when I clicked on that link, I was expecting them to like be giving out booster packs or renown or something, you know, mm-hmm. kind of kind of dumb. It's cool yeah. to see that this is connected to a tangible reward that you can't get any other way. Yeah. Um, the reason why it sucks is because you have to have three acknowledged bugs that are unique to get it in the first place, which is hard already. Secondly, nobody plays the test server, so it makes it even more difficult. And third, 
you come on R6 fix and like look at the bugs. There's some that are created a year ago that are acknowledged, but still not given the fixed like setting. So mm-hmm. the fixed status, one of them is the deployable shield placed sideways at windows prevents vaulting in or out of the window. That was fixed like literally a year ago. And they still have yeah. it as just an acknowledged bug. So it's like if you're not updating the R6 fix website, like from what we can see, it doesn't do anything. It's like, why, right. why are we coming in here and reporting bugs if you're not updating it, like making a known effort? Like, look, look at the bugs that are being fixed, you know? Yeah, that, that's a good point. Like, I think um, it's really easy for a tool like this to get out of hand and like basically become unmanageable mm-hmm. um, just because, I mean, they said, what, 7,000 bug reports that they've received through the R6 fix? Yeah. Uh, and they launched this, what, last year? Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's a ton of bugs that somebody has to be managing. So I get that that'd be, like, super hard. Which also, if you're going to do are, it, then do it. Right. Those are reported bugs, though. So those aren't even the ones that have been confirmed by the community. So the ones sure. that this is why it's manageable, because you have to have five people go in and reproduce it and say, yes, I reproduced this for it to be a confirmed bug, and then they mm. go in and acknowledge the bug. Okay, so yeah. Mine, so, so then it's a smaller number. Yeah, which my my voice chat randomly not working one that was created two months ago. It's been confirmed for all that time. It's like on the second page of most voted bugs, and it still doesn't have an acknowledged thing on it. So it's like, I don't know. It makes no sense. It's on the second page of your bugs. There's like 20 in total, and you haven't acknowledged that yet? Yeah. Like, um yeah, and, and like especially like you're talking about the bugs that have been fixed and haven't been marked as fixed. It's like, come on, when you guys do a patch, somebody on your team needs to be in charge of going through and updating that on R6 fix, or else what's the point of using R6 fix? Yeah. And what's also annoying is like if you try to like bring attention to a bug on the subreddit, they like will delete your post and say like, oh, go post it R6 fix. Uh, and it's like, yeah, but nobody's looking at R6 fix. The yeah. reason I'm posting it here is because I need people to see it. Because we need, we need to get some attention. This is the only way that works, apparently. Right. From what we can tell. Yeah. So, um, but what what I'm hopeful for, I'm hopeful that that this um, effort will make people play the test server more, and so you'll actually be able to play it if you don't get to it in the first like two hours. You know, because well, we had that issue last time. Yeah, that's what I was hoping. So I played it just recently after like shortly after this was announced and I couldn't find a game after searching for five minutes in each category. Well, is there even anything on the test server right now? Not really. It's the old, it's this old stuff. It's the new friendly fire reworks, but it was just after they announced this thing. So I was hoping that we get some people to try to go on mm-hmm. there, but I bet on the next one, we'll probably see a little bit of an uptick. Um, Cause I could see people want to do over and, and they did a good job of like coming up with a good, reward you know the the frost with the raptor legs like that's that's a callback to something that was funny back in the day you know and like i think something that the community looks fondly on so i think they at least did a good job of coming up with a reward that people would be interested in yeah the like the rewards ugly in the first place so that's the first problem is it's not like you're saying you don't, something you don't like it? no i don't I like the cheapies cool. at all oh well, yeah i don't like, like you either, never but... see the charms in the game like, I would prefer a weapon skin, like a really cool weapon skin or something. But it's like, this is like, okay. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. But I mean, like, if you're going to do a chibi, like, the raptor leg idea is cool. Yeah. All right, I think that pretty much covers that. So let's move in. We had some just, like, random topics that we wanted to talk about. So should we start with Terrorist Hunt? Yeah. Yeah, so we actually had 
was a lot of surprise fun playing terrorist hunt. So like we were, um, we were doing a bunch of terrorist hunt, like just to get some challenges. Cause we both had like our daily challenges full of terrorist hunt stuff. So we just went through and did some like terrorist hunts. And then, uh, and, and then we noticed that like, we are both missing like two or three achievements in siege on steam or on, I guess you play, uh, and we're like, wow, we should have these achievements. What are they? And we looked at it and it's like, beat a terrorist on realistic. I'm like, I can't believe I haven't done that. I'm sure I've done that. And so we went and played it and like, it was hard because it was just the two of us mm-hmm. and it was super fun. Like, yeah, like, it was actually interesting. It was really fun. Like I, I wouldn't have put 500 hours into this. Like I have into the actual game, you oh, know, heck no. but like, it was actually really fun. Like I, I have to repent a little bit cause I think that I've, uh, I've come down on terrorist hunt being like a not fun game mode. I, I think like it has problems and like it could be way better than it is and it should be better than it is. Yeah. But like if you play on realistic, especially like with a small squad, like two or three people, it's actually pretty fun. Yeah. Um, as well, like it, like the thing is like, it's, it's cool. Right. And it's fun to play. But then I, there's the sometimes I'm playing it. I'm just like, I just want to play siege, you know? I think the thing that makes it right. fun is it's hard. Like it's well, actually yeah, yeah. difficult. That's what's fun. It's like, it's really hard. And while we were playing it, I was just saying like, man, we need to find like a good tactical co-op shooter. That's like, you know, one that's built around this game mode and not built for a multiplayer. And this is kind of the tacked on, mm-hmm. you know, single player or whatever co-op version of it. It's like, I, like I, I just made me hungry again for something like a ghost recon or, um i don't want like it's the uh the modern warfare two and three like what do they call those i want to say situations Uh-oh. but the no um tactical ops or something yeah i know spec what you're ops? talking about spec ops spec ops yeah They're like those spec are ops. super super fun and like i i really love like really hard co-op challenges like i think it's so fun yeah, so. and they the terrorists the problems with the terrorist hunt right now they have the stupid like C four rooms or areas and the barbed wire rooms right that make no sense at all and then like some operators they just they're useless in terrorist hunt right like mm-hmm. what what is um capital really doesn't do much in terrorist hunt like you can fire some terrorists but like it's not like it's gonna block a path you know what i mean like it's not right the like real smoke doesn't help you at all and yeah, ter- smoke doesn't help as you. far as i can tell anyway yeah valkyrie doesn't really help that much it's like they should go through and rebalance every operator for terrorist hunt you know it's like mm-hmm. yeah like valkyrie like who's looking at cameras like nobody yeah uh and like and, and like i get that some operators would just be that way right like cameras just don't really matter in terrorist hunt and they're not going to go and build a whole new version of valkyrie just for terrorist hunt right but just for somebody like um I don't know, like Ash, like give her more breaching rounds. Like, why not? You know? Yeah. Uh, like just do like rebalance them to make it more interesting in terrorist hunt. I think would be yeah. cool. There was some I was playing earlier and I was thinking like, there's no use for this operator in terrorist hunt. I can't, I was just playing like just a second ago. Maybe it was IQ. Like she's helpful for to find those C4 rooms. But like, what if there were like smoke canisters that were hidden instead of just C4? Or like, what if there were capkin traps? Like we were talking about, there should be capkin traps around and stuff, and frost mats. Yeah, there should be unique operator gadgets in there for sure. It'd yeah, be cool. Or even like bosses. You know, if you had an operator in there that was like a boss, and so like oh, if frost was there, fun. there'd be frost mats around, and then she would have her shotgun, and like she would be harder to kill or whatever, or like more accurate or something. You know, that'd be way way fun trying yeah, to kill frosty. Cool. Um, she has like five hundred health. No, that's a lot. <laughs> no, that'd be fun. 
headshot like, yeah, it, it has a lot of like silly problems. Like you're saying like the nitro and barbed wire rooms, it's like the nitro room only serves to like kill you if you're not, if you're just like rushing through and not being careful mm-hmm. enough, mm-hmm. which it never will when you're playing like realistic because you're going to be careful because you have to slow down. Right. So yeah. it basically just screws you up when you're playing normal and you're just trying to rush through and like get a challenge done or something. And it's like, it would be so much more interesting if that was like weaved in with the terrorists and like, if they could throw nitros at you and mm-hmm. you know, if the barbed wire was in hot spots and so they're just like a random room full of barbed wire. It's like, this is so yeah. stupid. And it's like, it does, the problem is that it takes time from them reworking something that's in the actual game to right. have someone go to terror scent. But hopefully that's, their whole cells thing that they're doing now they can have a cell that's just working on terrorist hunt right like that's their well, job like it, i mean I, I don't think they have a cell that does that because they told no, us what the cells like, were and one of them wasn't so no they the cell that does um well i don't even know what cell would do that then yeah i mean like but, i wouldn't I, I the thing is like i honestly i wouldn't want to waste any development time on it yeah you know but like like it's it's kind of annoying that they built that mode at all if they were not going to like make, make it good, good yeah um and like that was frustrating to me in the very beginning uh but i hope that when siege 2 finally comes around which it it will i hope that like they really take co-op seriously because co-op is so fun yeah co-op is really fun um a campaign for siege would have been way cool it would be cool and like the rainbow six campaigns of yore are very good so anyway that's our thoughts on terrorist also one random thing about realistic terrorist you revive at 10 hp (laughs) what is that that, you might as well just let me die i wish you had doc on offense for that like yeah that's that's what they should do for one of the offensive operators that don't do anything just give them or just let you play doc on offense yeah why not yeah um yeah like especially just playing realistic where it was super hard there was only two of us it's like if one of us went down that was pretty much it because yeah 10 hp is not going to get you anywhere um, yep. it's, it's weird. I don't know if that was affected with their rebalance of, uh, the revive for multiplayer or if that's always been that way, but it seems like you should revive it like 75 in terrorist. Yeah, stuff. for sure. Agreed. Which I think you do revive at much higher in, in like normal and probably in hard, but anyway, I, I think you do, but I don't remember what the, I don't know what the numbers are. Yeah. So anyway, as long as we're on the topic of the, uh, HP revive changes, we like for some reason we just didn't consider this before and we should have but like this is a huge buff to both doc and finca so in doc's case because now you revive at 20 hp right so mm-hmm. in doc's case he revives at 75 75 yeah have have we seen for sure if that's still the case yeah it is it is okay so so previously you could do a thing where like you would just revive him normally at 50 and then you hit him with one stim and they'd be at 90 Right. So you'd get mm-hmm. more out of that one stim than if you just stim revived them. So that was like yeah. a kind of a meta way to play doc. Um, but now it's like, oh yeah, like I can revive somebody at 75 instead of 20. That's a yeah. huge swing. Like that makes doc yeah. way more powerful. Um, and you know, it it, it kind of depends on whether or not somebody goes down or not, because there's that's really taking a chance just to hope that somebody goes down before you use any of your stims. Yeah. Uh, and but, then that you're able to get him before the enemy kills him. Right. Like it doesn't happen very often, to be honest. But but for those situations when it does, like that's really, really cool for Doc, I think. Yeah. It is. Um, and then Finca, on the other hand, so she revives teammates to five HP, 25 mm-hmm. originally with the boost of 20 HP, but then it goes down to five. Right. And so now that's not Yeah, that's not much different now than the 20. Before it was like you could get 50 by going to them, but five right, and so, twenty. Yeah. 
That's still yeah, one bullet most of the time. Before it was like there are so few cases where I would choose that. It's like the only mm-hmm. time I would do that is if like, you know, those crazy videos you see on Reddit where somebody got revived like inside the building from super far away and was able to like get the jump on the defenders because they weren't paying enough attention, you know? Yeah. Like that's cool. But for the most part, it's like, please just like, just don't even bother. Just come revive me or else just let me die because five HP yeah. is nothing. Yeah. Um, and I probably won't even finish standing up before they kill me anyway. Right. You know? Uh, but now it's like, well, yeah, just like take super take advantage of that because five HP, that's basically the same amount of bullets as 20 HP. Yeah. It's a very rare cases 20 bullets or 20 HP will take two bullets. Right. Like how like, often have you, how often have you seen yourself at somewhere between 80 and, and 99 damage or yeah, right. life left, right? Right. Like almost never. So yeah, it's the time I get hit by a Twitch trim. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's when you that's get it. hit by a gadget. So yeah. So that's, that's actually a really significant buff to Finca that I hadn't really considered at the time. So that's um, good for Finca players, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Just an interesting area of the game that we didn't think about when those um, nerfs to revive came around. Okay. Should we talk about uh, Thatcher next or the canal rework next? Let's talk about canal rework. All right. Tell us our, our, what we thought about on the canal rework. Okay, so I was playing casual. There I was the other day. Nobody wanted to play any siege with me. So I went and played alone. Um, so I was playing casual. I got on canal and I was just, I was, when I play casual alone, I just choose IQ and Russian or choose Kavera because I don't really have to like work with my team. I don't want to if I'm not playing with my friends and ranked. Every once in a while I will. But anyway, there I am as Kavera. I'm like hiding in Coast Guard first floor, like down there like behind the boats like on the other side of the map and the objective control center third floor i think so i was like all the way across the map hoping they're gonna like go across the sky bridge and then a minute later i'll come across the sky bridge be behind them i'll get some integrations and i was thinking like you know cavera on the new canal rework is going to be really really good because right now the only way for her to get back over there is the sky bridge right so a claymore or just someone watching the sky bridge you're not going to be able to do that with Cavera. But this new rework where with what we can see, there's a tunnel underneath, right? Then there's the mm-hmm. second floor sky bridge and the third floor sky bridge. So right. wherever you are, whatever floor you're on, there's a way to get across the other side. So it's Cavera. You can stay on objective if you need to. Go across the sky bridge or go down. Go underneath the map or on the first floor way to get across, whatever it is go back up to the third yeah, floor yeah. and be behind them. The first floor, by the way, it looked like you could get from the current garage over to like where the boathouse is. Now they sort of like, they like expanded the boathouse building. So it's like closer. Oh, right. and then also there's is. like an opening. So you can, so you can yeah, you it looks like, like you can cross. Yeah. Yeah. So there's three ways to get across from what it seems. And so as Cavera now, there's like so many different ways that you can actually get behind the enemy instead of just right now. Can I, you just wait in the other building and hope that they, go across the sky bridge in the first place and don't just attack yeah. from outside. Yeah. So yeah, Kavera will be super strong on that map. It's going to be basically another theme park for her with just tons and tons of hiding spots. Mm-hmm. Um, but it won't be a bad map like theme park. Yeah, hopefully, a little, so. less, <laughs> a little less like spooky and dark in some areas. Yeah. I hate, I hate Kavera on theme park. It's the worst. Oh, she's so like, annoying. Oh, theme park just sucks in general. Yeah. I think one of my big problems with theme park is that like it's even if you're being careful, it's hard to shut down routes behind you because there's too many routes. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's like I I don't think Canal's going to have that problem because like 
you, it, there's only so many ways to cross over and there, you're saying there's a lot, but like if you cross over on the bottom, eventually you're going to have to come up the stairs if, if we're at the top, you know? So like, right. You, it's, it consolidates it to a couple of choke points that you have to be careful of instead of like the whole train area, you know? Right. And yeah, and either way, they're like hallways that come across, right? They're like one path hallways that you can easily watch. They're not like their theme park where it's like on the first floor, you can run into X amount of doors in this room, and then you can go into this room, go into this door instead. Where yeah. there's like just so many doors to go through the trains where you can go to any side of the trains to get through. Mm-hmm. Like it's a hallway. Yeah. So I, I, that'll be fun. Like I, th- I think the canal rework from what we've seen looks looks freaking amazing. Like I think it mm-hmm. solves all the problems that I have with canal, which aren't really that many. I really like canal to be honest. Right. It's just that it feels like two separate maps, and and it like those two individual maps are too small. Yeah. So I I uh, I can't wait for that one. The cafe reworks coming up pretty soon here, probably in the next month, third mm-hmm. month and a half. Mm-hmm. So it's exciting. It is exciting. I cannot wait. Freaking cafe is going to be so good. Yeah. Okay. So, last random topic we had. Uh, so we were we were talking about the Ying update the other day and how like her cooking, uh, what do they call nine bangers, was mm-hmm. changed to be in sync with the way you cook any other uh, thrown gadget in any other video game ever, right? <laughs> so yeah. Instead of being reversed, where you cook it to go longer, it came. Maybe. Yeah. normal where you cook it to have a shorter fuse right uh and then i was playing thatcher as i do and i thought hey what if thatcher could cook his emps that was exactly cool. how he, said it. he thought hey <laughs> yeah it was just like that uh, uh yeah no, man, it like would be cool how sweet would that be because like like the one problem i have with thatcher and it's very minor but like uh is that like a lot of times when i'm like pushing especially if i'm pushing late like I'll just I'll toss an EMP into doorways as I go so I can like hit the capkin traps and hit the goo traps that I know are going to be there. It's like that's just one less thing I have to worry about, like trying to make a, a late push. Mm. Um, but what sucks about it is like that thing is so bright and everybody sees it and like it sits there and makes this and, like if you don't see that EMP sitting on the ground ready to blow, then like I'm going to kill you no matter what because you're an yeah. idiot. <laughs> like, yeah. you're, you're totally yes. unaware. Um, so like it, it just really like uh telegraphs that you're coming so it'd be cool if i could cook that so that i could throw it and it would explode basically on impact and not have that such a long warning that i'm coming that way mm-hmm. um i i just think that would be so cool and then of course how it would interact with the bandit trick like now thatcher actually can sort of play against that bandit trick effectively mm-hmm. by holding one and being ready to toss it as soon as the the bandit goes down you know yeah i think it'd be cool too if like it worked like a frag. So if he holds it for so long, it's just going to explode in his hand. Oh yeah, for sure. So you so can just you can sit there just, and hold it until, until yeah, you're ready. Wait, to go. you can like, you can go walk up to the wall with thermite and hold down the, <laughs> the thing. So oh, yeah, so and it goes and puts it in and just explodes in your hand and kills it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That'd be sweet. So I think, yeah, I, uh, it'd be cool to like the, there's sometimes where like you throw it and it like bounces off the wall in a stupid way. And it's like, I wish I could just walk up to the wall and like hold it, make sure it explodes on the wall, you know, mm-hmm. where I know there's uh, the gadgets that I'm trying to kill. Or like right. every once in a while, you'll get the stupid, like you'll throw it on the wall and we'll just fall through the floor. Cause like the floor is broken right there. Mm-hmm. And it'll fall down to the floor below. And you're like, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> what are the chances? Yeah. Um, 
I'm trying to think if, if holding it would be beneficial in any other way. I was thinking like if you're holding it like in front of a clash or something, um, that might be Ooh, dangerous because yeah. she could like, she could put her shield away and try to shoot you before you could like let it go and get your gun back out. Yeah. But that'd be an interesting way. Cause normally now you just, you try to EMP her feet and she'll just walk out of its range long before it goes off. Uh, yeah. so which is hard cool to, you could it does have it. a good range, but if you're, if it hits off your shield and bounces back just a little bit, you can get out of its range without a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it'd be cool. Like I, it might be too powerful against the bandit trick, which is kind of like a big part of the meta. Also, random thing I just noticed, the Siege wiki has 999 pages exactly right now. So we need to add one page to the Siege wiki. That's interesting. We, sh- we should add Unrenowned to the Siege wiki. We sh- should. <laughs> I'm going to see if that's a thing. I'm going to check if like other podcasts are on there or whatever. Um, anyway, yeah, like it, it might be too powerful against the Bandit trick, but uh, but I think it'd be cool to see because like right now the the thing against the band trick is like, I like to think I'm a pretty good Thatcher and like, I can't beat the bandit trick with Thatcher. Um, it's just, it's too, like if it's a good bandit, right. Cause it's, yeah. he has four of those and I have three and, and like, I have to get my timing just right. Uh, or else I don't get it. So yeah. Um, yeah. So random thoughts on siege. Let us know what you guys think about this stuff. Give us some feedback on the podcast feedback thing and we'll, uh, we'll bring that up next time. If, if there's something that we were obviously wrong about, or like, like this would obviously break the game. What are you guys saying? <laughs> yeah. Um, furthermore, in my casual play, I played a couple of games today, just before we did the podcast to test a couple of things out. Uh huh. Um, there I am playing Cavera. And like I said, I do when I'm playing alone in casual, as you do, I down this ledge, like rounds a corner, I go to interrogate and the guy freaking leaves the game. And I was like, what a douche. Are yeah. you kidding me? That's Are you freaking kidding me? And then I join a game. I join a game and no, it wasn't in progress. I just joined it and it was cafe and I typed in like, yay cafe. That's all I had said. And then vote kick just hello comes up. All four of them vote kicked me. And I was like, I, I didn't do anything. Like I just casual joined. So I just want to play. Yeah, casual is so bad. It, it makes me glad that they took vote kick out of range because that's happened to me too for like no reason. Like it'll happen mm-hmm. when like, like it's stupid stuff. It's like, I just joined the game and I'm like, yeah, like just join. Didn't do anything. Yeah, and like I'm not right. like slow loading or anything. Like I'm, right. I just joined the game, and then they vote to kick you, and it's like, why? Yeah, and like yeah. so, I'm glad they took out of range for that reason. But at the same time, it lets people super troll in ranked without being able to do anything about it. So, yeah, the uh, other day when I was playing casual, I joined in a game, and I just got team killed right away by someone. Next round, I played team killed by his friend, and then the next round, team killed by his other friend, and I was like. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, I yeah, didn't say anything, I didn't do anything. So what? And there's nothing, even the new reverse friendly fire, like team, the reverse friendly fire team killing thing, it's not going to do anything to a group like that. Right. Yeah. Like, if they you have can a whole still team take turns. Yep. Yeah. You're just done. Like, the, the only thing you can do is submit a video of it to Ubisoft. Yeah. And I have seen them take action on that. So if this happens to you, you should submit a video to Ubisoft. They will ban those people. Yep. But it's super frustrating in the moment because you have no recourse and you can't even leave the game because then you're going to be banned from matchmaking. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's bad. It's really bad. Yes, why do it people is. Suck? It's so annoying. Like, why do you have know. to ruin everybody else's fun? I know. Especially in a game like Siege. Like, the griefing in Siege makes it so bad because it's Siege. Whereas like Halo, Call of Duty, it's not a big deal just to leave and go play another game. Right. Whereas like Siege, it's like, I don't know, you can just grief in so many different ways. It's just hard. It makes it's it hard. Frustrating. 
Um, oh, you also had one more thing here. Speaking of Halo, you had a, some post about Halo. Yeah, so there's this Reddit post um, on the gaming subreddit. Basically, it just like says, remember when you actually had to play a game to unlock awesome stuff? And it's talking about like it's the super cool armor in Halo that you unlocked by getting like all these really cool achievements that were difficult, really difficult to do. The, and the recon was... armor, if you're familiar with Halo. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he says like this was all locked behind a wall of effort, not just a credit card number, which is so true. Like now we just buy all these stuff, which is good for the companies because they make a bunch of money because people want these really cool things. But it's like I bought the game, you know, like I bought the game for 60 bucks and I'm buying the season pass. So it's like I just I want a wall of effort that gives me something you know we've talked about mm-hmm. this countless times of wanting challenges that are real challenges that give you something for doing them not just like in-game currency but it's like yeah this is it was it's the coolest thing you can get yeah it's cool um it's yeah it's it's annoying in siege how there's basically nothing tied to like actual achievement in the game yeah, yeah, we, I mean, we've been over this before, but yeah, th- this is a time long past. From now on, you get cool stuff by paying for it. Yeah, the the so I'm just gonna read two of these comments because you get those moments in gaming. So he said, "I was so proud of myself when I got the katana, 1,000 out of 1,000 achievement score. It's the hardest thing I had ever done. Getting a double kill with a Spartan laser and lone and lone wolves." And this other guy was like, "If you're like me, you'll never forget that moment of hitting that double laser kill." It's like, yeah. yeah, when you try to get that challenge or achievement over and over and over again, you finally do it. You, you're so excited. And you, in this game, you have something to show for like, yeah, I did that. Like, mm-hmm. that was hard, but I did it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a good feeling. I was a big time achievement hunter for a long time. And there is definitely a little high that comes with each difficult achievement that you unlock. It's, it's pretty good. It's like uh, there's a board game called Secret Hitler. And when you win that oh, as a gosh. fascist, oh, you feel so good. You feel Secret so Hitler is good. a great board game. If you like tabletop games, you should check out Secret Hitler. I think we talked about it before. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, that's pretty much it for our topics for the week. So we're going to move into some listener questions. Um, you can, of course, send these questions in to us in two places. The first one is on Twitter uh, at r6unrenowned. And you can follow us there for random thoughts on Siege throughout the week. Also, you can join our Discord, and uh, we have a channel there dedicated to podcast questions. Lots of people ask questions there, and you can find that link in the show notes or also on our Twitter profile. Um, as long as we're talking plugs, you can find me on Twitch and YouTube at VG Fiasco. Step in and say hi when we're streaming or uh, when I post a video, which I haven't posted an actual VOD in a long, long, long time, so I, I should do that on YouTube. Yeah, I'm just slow with three O's on the same platforms, and I have the same request. You just come in and say hello. But you can say just hello if you'd like. Yeah, he will say hello back. Just hello. That's all I say. That's all he says. That's why his name is just hello. Okay, so let's get into some questions here. Let's see. I think we have some Twitter questions. At Sour... <laughs> That's a profanity. I will not say that because we want to keep our clean rating. I am a new listener... Uh, in, within the last few episodes, but do you occasionally go play old hated maps taken out of rotation just for the nostalgia, like Favela and Yacht and Bartlett? For me, getting to play it is special now instead of annoying. So, I mean, there's no way to really play them other than to play it in a custom game or terrace hunt, like on purpose. Uh, but, I mean, I guess like Favela and Yacht would just be casual, right? 
Well, yeah, but you have to like. There's no way that you can like go and play them, right? Like you right. have to get lucky and get them out of the 18 maps that there are. Sure. Um, but no, I don't get like an exciting like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, and then yeah. I leave. Yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah, like I, <laughs> actually I not. Yeah, I'll leave Favela though. I decided long ago that I don't like these maps and like I'm not excited to see them. <laughs> <laughs> so answer is no. Uh, also, same guy uh said that the hat we were talking about with the rim all the way around that Kavera has in her new thing it's called oh, yeah. a boonies hat a boonies hat which is correct boonies hat well there you go because i i had no idea what it would have been called yeah um okay uh question from at dilbert ashitaka dilbert ashitaka it's so hard to read people's names Love the podcast and have a few ideas. You mentioned a castle buff. How about if all the defenders can have the doors ravel up by interacting, then going back down after a couple seconds? So if these are pass-through doors that you could... Yeah, that'd be cool. I'd be fine with that. Yeah, that I would think, be I cool. mean, they have, they have the drill, right? So you can, they can unscrew it and roll it back up, and then it screws itself back in, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, like, I'm trying to think like if it really solves castle's problems at all. I mean, I guess then you can put it in more spots that normally like now you can't really do because it cuts off your team's rotations. Um, but I wonder if that's just as problematic having to like roll the thing up to be able to get through. Yeah. It's certainly better than, than before. I mean, right now you could just tear it down. Right. So like, it's, I, I guess like it stays in place, but right now you could tear it down and castle just gets it back. So it's not, yeah, that much better. I don't think. Like, I I still think one of two options. The exciting one would be to put them on attack, which would be cool. Yes, and the other, well, actually, three. The other one would be um have them be hard breachable only, mm-hmm. and then the third is the idea of like the remote activated castle barricades. Yes, I think that would be he, really cool. He needs something. I'm hoping that he gets something in this next um season coming up. Mm-hmm. He's he's overdue. Yeah. At Dilbert Tashikata also has another question. What about a new game mode where defenders have five computers in a map to defend and the attackers are trying to hack them all? The defenders can guard only one or spread to all five. Many rooms go untouched and this will give a reason to use more rooms. That'd be interesting. I think it'd be hard to win that though. I, I would be kind of interested in... It's like some kind of game like this where there are multiple objectives and it's not just like mm-hmm win one to win the game where it's yeah. like you have to uh get get several of them maybe even yeah. if it was like i don't know, like it's kind of hard because it like it's the attack and defend is balanced so well right now mm-hmm. like i was going to say something like battlefield's rush where you like you have to you win the first objective and then you have to push to the like the defense falls back to the next objective and you have to push to that next objective but that i don't think really works in siege in any way yeah. you'd have to create um, a special map for that yeah, and you'd have to have special rules like spawns and stuff, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that probably doesn't work. But but it would be cool to have like, hey, here's three objectives, win two. You know? Yeah. Instead of just like, win one. Yeah. That'd be cool. And then you could use more maps. Uh, yeah, I, I like that idea. Although, that said, I don't know that we're ever going to see more game types in Siege because they've already sort of abandoned Hostage and, and Biohazard. Right? Yeah, kind of. I mean, it's still there. They they haven't really done anything with bomb either. Only that bomb's only played in pro league. I guess. I guess I was thinking that bomb was was by itself unranked, but that's just us. Yeah, it's just us. Um, 
but it, it feel. I mean, they have said that they balance based on bomb now. So like, yeah. I mean that. I don't think they have any plans to do more game modes, which I thought that they had promised that in the beginning. Did they not? Is that just? Oh, they me? did. They did. No, they did. You're right. I which saw. Like, I, I'm not mad about them not doing it, but I think that that was on their roadmap at first. I saw um, an article the other day. It's like one of those things where like it pops up on Reddit, and then someone like makes a gaming article about it. And it's like, yeah, I saw this forever ago. But apparently, on one of the surveys that was recent, it asked like, "What new game modes do you like to see in Rainbow Six Siege, or like, what types of game modes would you like to see?" Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember what the options were, but it was a question on one of the surveys that had come out recently. So that's interesting. Like, maybe they're thinking of doing a new game mode. All right, so let's move into the Discord and get some questions from the podcast questions channel. So our first question from the Discord is from Dark Romantic Seventeen. He says, "I will." Ab- I will admit I have yet to play any ranked matches ever. I hear that ranked is more fun, but I also see how people act when you're lower ranked. Please, I need help getting over my nerves of being judged. Any advice? I advise play ranked because it is a thousand hundred times more fun than casual. And yes, it is true. People will like you'd be like, oh, you're, you're copper three. Like, oh, you suck. You're bronze two. But like at the same time, you're playing against people that are also that rank if you're playing ranked in yes. the first place. <laughs> so that doesn't matter. It's when you go back to casual that you get like the stupid, like, oh, look at you, Copper 4. Also, I will say the people in Copper 4 aren't actually Copper 4. They're like something else. And Copper 4 is just broken. So yeah. once if you can place yourself into silver, hopefully, then you can actually play good ranked. If you're under that, it's hard to get back up. I mean, even because bronze is fine that's true it's the copper ranks that really suck we played against a guy uh, a day or two ago where everybody on their team was like gold one guy was copper four and another guy was plat two so the plat two guy like wrecked us all and the copper four guy was like not as good as him but like still like near the top of the scoreboard it's like okay obviously he's not copper four like he's right. in with them because he brings them down and they can all like do better against lower ranks right and so it's like mm-hmm. you guys don't belong in this rank it was boring right. and stupid. Yeah. Um, but back to Romantic's question, like, yeah, ranked is 100% like the better way to play Siege if you like the tacticalness of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, yeah, it's just more fun. So just play it. Like my advice would be if you can try to play with a few friends or even just like people you can find online that are willing to play with you. Like I'm sure in the server, you could definitely find people here. Um but like that's my number one advice. And the number two is like it's probably not as bad as you're expecting. Like I've definitely seen a lot of people like be really kind to new players, and like you know as long as you're like willing to listen and try to work with the team. Like a lot of people mm-hmm. are like really chill about like hey man good try like whatever. Uh, like obviously you're gonna have those just salty douchebags in there, but for the most part, like people are cool. Yeah, I think too. Like once you when you play and you find someone that's cool, just add them as a friend and try to stick mm-hmm. as team. And the more you do that over and over and over again, eventually you'll get on and you'll be able to just invite like five people to your game and you'll have a full squad. Yep, and then as yep. you get better, you can remove those friends and just never play with yeah. them again because <laughs> they suck. Yeah. And then play with your guys that are gold and just move up like that. Because once we, when we've started playing ranked, we like start asking us, hey, you want to stick this team? And we invite them to the Discord and we play with them a couple more times after that. And yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I have a long list of friends right now that like I could play with any time. So mm-hmm. that, that totally works. Just be careful about who you add as friends. Don't just add a guy because he was good. Because sometimes that guy comes in and like plays with you, and he actually sucks, and he's not <laughs> cool at all. He's really annoying when he starts talking. 
Yeah, so it's good to play. Good to play a few games before you actually add them. Yeah. Um, Ginger says, "I know that Mozzie was an operator that has a gadget that touches an area that hasn't been messed with too much, which is drones. But what else do you think would be an area that hasn't been touched by recent ops? So we talked about this recently about like sound hasn't been messed with very much. Mm-hmm. Um, drones is another good one. We've talked a lot about like, hey, I wish there was somebody else who had another kind of drone that was like unique, just like Twitch does, you know? Yes, one that breaks reinforced walls, preferably. Yeah, that'd be so cool. Hard reach drone, so freaking cool." Um, um, Esme, whose in-game name is Dorkaby, right below this, says healing, which is true. We have not seen someone that mm. has like a gadget that's healing in a long time. Very like true. Doc was the only one that we've ever seen. Other than that, I mean, there's Finka, Finka. that has a mm-hmm. healing like That's a revive. Aspect. It's not really a yeah. heal. Yeah, I guess. That, well, I mean, she gives health to the teammates when she activates her ability. But yeah, but that's a boost. Like temporary it's, not health. Like a, yeah. it's not a heal. No, yeah, it's true. It's not, it's not an actual healing operator. Zofia can revive herself, but other than those that aren't really related just kind of in the fact that they give you health just yeah, a, straight up hp restoration yeah like we haven't seen this so yeah i th- i think uh penetration is another one true um so oh I think we have glass glass can double penetrate walls is that true yes that is true and, and he... so can tachanka or no yes yes also correct and he can open a hole in a wall with three shots whereas everybody else takes like nine except for the deagle the deagle takes six the deagle yeah. takes six. but i mean it'd be cool and and we talked about this before i think it'd be cool if this was just like a dmr or an lmg thing where like mm-hmm. only lmgs could double penetrate walls like that would be a cool thing just like game wide to do yes um but if not like it'd be cool if somebody else had some sort of something that interacted with penetration in some way uh I you didn't like this, but I talked about somebody who had like armor piercing rounds that could break the reinforcements. I don't well, it doesn't have to be the way that you hate. Like it doesn't have to be he has a certain number of clips or whatever. He could just have like a a special gadget that does that or something. Yeah. What if what if somebody had a gadget that um I'm trying to think like some sort of thing that you would like spray on reinforcement or like a thing you would launch at it. And it would like soften the reinforcement, like weaken it, so that yeah. then anybody could shoot through that reinforcement. Yeah, we talked about this actually, where someone had like a spray or something they sprayed on the reinforcement, and like and then it had a, a reaction to the metal and made it a soft wall instead. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be way cool. Also, one thing we haven't seen in a long time is someone that like tracks people. You know, like a and someone else who has like another like special camera that spots them or like can scan footprints or something show your freaking mouth like we haven't seen that in a long time i think that's an area that can really be explored more <laughs> in siege and if we can get more <laughs> operators like that i mean that's that's a surefire way to break the game yeah that's very very stupid um i almost said like movement speed but i don't think i want anybody who's like super fast you know make them slow super That'd be slow dumb. yeah <laughs> that's cool <laughs> you can make them like a juggernaut where they like have more health but they're really slow i would have said shields that would be a good one except that clash recently came in but we haven't yeah. really i mean we haven't had a shield since launch unless you count blackbeard yeah, yeah. attacking um, shield we have not yeah so like i'm but like i'm they sure need to fix shields first that's true that's shields true. need to be fixed and reliable before they make any other shield anything what about melee melee attacks yeah we haven't seen anything with that we talked before like, about like it'd be cool if somebody had like a bayonet, so they had like a yeah. long reach melee. Yeah, 
Um, what if someone had like a bow and arrow? I mean, what would that do? It just be instead of bolts, you shoot you shoot arrows at people. Why? It's one shot kill. If you can hit it. Uh, no, that's stupid. What if? Oh, what if? Oh, I guess crossbow? we have a crossbow. Yeah, I was gonna say, what if you had like an exploding arrow? Oh, that'd be cool. It'd just be basically Asher Zofia, but you could just like shoot an arrow at something, it sticks on it and explodes. Yeah, well, as long as we're on that topic, Dougie uh, Nuggie asked, what are your thoughts on an operator with a grenade launcher for your gadget? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's basically Ash and Zofia. Yeah, I, I don't think an actual grenade launcher is a good idea. Like, we're talking about, like, I don't know, like a GoldenEye grenade launcher, you know? I think, like, actually, I think an exploding arrow that, like, is sticky would be really cool. Like, you could stick someone, it would be, like, a funny kill. They come through the door, yeah. you stick them with the arrow, and they explode. Like a plasma grenade? Yeah. How cool would that be? Be sweet. Uh, wait, didn't didn't Black Ops have that? Oh yeah, it had the crossbow. Explosive that was crossbows. Like, yeah, explosive crossbows. You can stick them with crossbows. Was that a kill streak reward? What was that thing? No, it was a secondary weapon you could have. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know about explosives. I think we need to be careful with like explosive kills in a game that's already so punishing. Yeah. Uh, and I think they have been like really careful about introducing things that are had like area of effect damage. Yeah. Especially lethal. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think we've had a lot of these ideas already. Um, operator ideas episodes was episode six. I looked it up. So if you, if you're interested in that stuff, like that's a really great episode to go back and listen to, but there's some more ideas for you. Get off my van wants to know what level we are do you so, know yes ryan i looked this up ryan is level 178 and i am level 177 Ooh, you're right there you're gonna pass me i am right there Probably i have well. two extra years on you and i still i'm like just right with you i think i was like 50 levels ahead of you though when i left now oh, and to be fair i didn't play for like a year that you were yeah so uh, also, also, kids. that's true i was looking at my freaking operator play times i have 63 hours on thatcher holy freak and 55 hours on rook and my my <laughs> next two closest my closest attacker after that is 32 hours so almost like just under or just over half and that's fuse uh and then castle at 26 fuse? hours yeah fuse can you believe that i actually can't i mean i can because you just told me but like I'm shocked. My attackers. Yeah, like, who who would you guess would be my second top attacker? By playtime. Dang, I don't even know. Maybe Ash. Maybe. Yeah, Ash is up there. Twenty-four. She's fourth. Who's third? Thermite. Oh, Thermite. Isn't that weird? Thermite. Yeah. I never you know, played Thermite. You know, it's funny. Thermite's my second, and he's thirty-eight hours under Sledge, who's forty-seven. Thermite, I feel like it's probably up there with most people who play Siege a lot, just because like it's a matter of necessity. Mm-hmm. you know it's true especially um, especially if you played in the like in the beginning before hibano is out yeah my my defenders are like that as well my doc is at 63 hours and my next one is valkyrie at 28 hours yeah and then the pulse at 20 hours so it's like nobody even comes close to yeah. doc and yeah. i haven't even played doc that much recently either i played him a ton a ton a ton before before he had the like you could before you could heal people with it when you could just revive people with the stim pistol. So uh, it was really pretty useless, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I played yeah, yeah. him all the time. Yeah. I played him uh, all the time. It was good fun. Um, 
it's it's also interesting just like this really shows how much like introducing new operators has like spread out people's picks and sort of like diluted because mm. like I'm looking at this and like a lot of my top ones are just ones who are original that I played a lot at the beginning and like have never been surpassed. So it's like Fuse. Like I still play Fuse occasionally just because like I think his gadget's fun. Yeah. Um, but like I definitely don't play Fuse as much as I play some other attackers but he's still like far and away ahead of everybody except Thatcher. And it's just because I played him a lot at the beginning and same with Thermite, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then defenders too, like bandit. Would you believe that bandits my third top defender? No. I guess where Maestro is on my list of defenders. Probably like seventh. Sixth. Yeah. Just over smoke and under, under doc. Wow. Like, isn't it, like, I mean, like if you don't play with me, you like this one surprising, but it's just like I don't play Smoker Duck ever, and then like I'm pretty much a Maestro main, and he's yep. my sixth between those two. But it's like uh, also they Doc's been in for four years, right? Yeah, Doc and Smoke have been in the game forever. And Maestro just came out, so it's actually pretty surprising that moved up so fast. But yeah. like it just shows how much like introducing all these new operators has like really spread out play times. I think mm-hmm. I've uh, been playing a lot more Echo recently. He's only at 16 hours, but he's finally like surpassed mute and rook and capkin also like it it sort of makes looking at these stats like super misleading because it's like yeah i look at let's say doc i have almost 20 hours played 1.6 win loss and 1.5 kill death so like if i'm looking at these stats i should i would think like i should just be playing doc all the time mm-hmm. but that's only because like probably 15 of those 19 hours are from the first three to four months of the game when everybody sucked and we had a head start because we had played the beta, you know? And so it's like, yeah, it, it was, really good. we were way better at the game in the beginning, like mm-hmm. compared to the rest of the than we are now. Right. Because we knew the maps and then people hadn't yet figured out like, Oh, we'll do these pixel peaks and these stupid spawn peaks and these stupid, like dumb angles. Like people right. hadn't figured that stuff out yet. At first it was just like very tactical, play really smart. Don't play like call of duty. And mm-hmm. we did that and we wrecked everybody and then it turned into pixel peaking and stuff. And it's like, oh, I can't yeah. keep up. Those were good old days. I miss those times. Yep. But, but yeah, it's like looking at these stats, it's like, I wish they would do like last season stats or just give you like a filter where you could say like, show me the stats for the past, like between, I don't know, January 2018 and today or something. Yeah. Know, so you could get a more realistic picture of what your stats look like. Right. I would also love to see like a map, like, my map breakdown like i would love mm-hmm. to pull up consulate and see like oh i win like 3.0 on consulate whereas theme park i win 0. 0.5 right. <laughs> right like i would love to see it. And i would love to see it over like the last six months like recently how many because my recent like the same as you my recent my dock is like 1.67 with 60 something hours played which is really high but it's like i don't play dock as much as i did and like then we won all the time we played mostly casual too and so like now like that's not the same so i'd like to see my last three months of doc play honestly yeah and i think there are some like there's two or three stat sites out there that i think Mm -hmm. some of them have some of this stuff but those are limited to whatever ubisoft provides right or whatever they're able to sort of scrape based on your match history or whatever Mm -hmm. so like that i mean they probably do the best they can but it would be nice for ubisoft to get better about this also i was looking at just like my overall stats uh, so my win loss now is 1.14. My KD is 1.10, which like, it's not great. And I know it's not great and that's fine. But like, uh, and like 
way back in the day when we were really good, like my win loss was somewhere up around like 1.5 or maybe even better. My KD was probably like 1.3 or something and they fell significantly. And so like, especially basically those two years where you were gone and I was playing with our friends who were not nearly as good and we didn't have our main fragger like (laughs) there to help us. Like that was really, really rough. And so my point being my win loss, I think fell to like 1.08, 1.09, somewhere around there. My KD was like floating around probably like 1.02, 1.03, like getting close to like even. And now I've bumped those up to 1.14, 1.1. And so like, yeah, that that's actually a significant uh, increase in performance because obviously I have so many games and, and kills and deaths registered at this point that to move it up at all, like requires doing a lot, lot better than you, than I have been. Mm -hmm. So like, I really would like to see like, okay, past three months, how have I been doing? How does that compare to like my average? Because obviously I'm doing way better if it's going up. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, more stats, more stats, please. That was on our Christmas wish list. I think. Yes, it was. I want a statistic. I think I talked about this on the podcast. I don't remember, but I want another thing on the scoreboard that's like gadget assisted kills or something where it's like you get bonuses for like hitting someone with the Grisma mine like Ella's thing or you get mm-hmm. a point for hitting them with the Yokai drone right before they die. Like assist for that because it's like those don't count anywhere and it's like you look like you do nothing but it's like I swear like I help someone so much with Echo. Like so many spot assists yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it would be cool if there's if games would get smarter about quantifying things that are hard to quantify. Mm-hmm. It'd be cool. It'd be cool to see more AI introduced in games and machine learning to like be able to pinpoint that kind of stuff of like, yes, you helped win that round, and so you get some sort of recognition, whether it's some kind of points right. or whatever. Yeah, um, that'd be cool. We should for Thanksgiving. We should review our last Christmas wish list. Oh, and do what we're thankful for. And yeah, give thanks. Well, that's gonna be a short list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's see how much they fulfill but i don't know the pp it's always it's the always pp doing... strong the pp is strong at this point in time and i believe i do believe this next season coming out the pp is going to have some serious touching on all that yeah the pp meta is good right now so we'll see uh clap bomb stvi said just another idea for an operator change not sure this specific idea has been thrown around or not but what if castle was given five or six barricades and made them take somewhere between six and eight punches to break but we're still able to be breached normally like they are now as a castle main i'm gonna say that is way too many castle barricades (laughs) yeah uh yeah no that's that's not gonna work that's gonna make you able to seal off way too much on the map especially like uh we were just talking about like how people's operator choices have sort of been diluted and there's a lot of operators now that don't have breach charges or the people yeah. just don't carry breach charges because they expect some of their teammates to have them, you know? And so if you start doing that, it's really going to throw off the balance, I think. Yeah, that's a little too much. Interesting idea, but too much. Yeah. Um, he says, also not sure if this has been asked at all, asked or not. Do you guys play on consoles at all? If so, which do you prefer? We, we don't really play on console that much ever, but we do play Xbox. That's what we've had our whole lives. Halo is the only thing I play on console, but that's because but it's that's not on, be on PC. On PC. <laughs> yeah, so I'll play that on PC. I, I have no need to buy to have Xbox Live as something that I own in the yeah. next like two months, probably. That was that was a weird thing, like because I used to play like almost exclusively on Xbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like we started getting more into PC and then it's like kind of half and half. And like I, I still like to like doing achievements on Xbox. So I play on Xbox a lot. But like the the weirdest thing was the day that I realized like I don't 
need an Xbox Live Gold subscription. Like when it when it expired, yeah. and I realized like I haven't even used it in the past year. Like I shouldn't yeah. buy another one. And like I had, I think I had had an active Xbox Live Gold subscription for probably like eight years. So like it was so weird the day I realized like I don't actually need that anymore. Yeah, that is weird. I I think I had it all the way until almost until I left on my mission. I came back and I was like, I don't need to buy that again. I almost sold my Xbox actually. I'm glad I didn't because I use it now for Netflix and that's about it. But yeah, it's a good Netflix machine. Yeah, that's what it's used for. Netflix and Prime Video and stuff. It's like I just have no need to play games on console. All right. Uh, Rush17 asks, what about an operator who has a force field they can generate for five seconds? They get one use in a game. It would do, it would do say, 25 to 50% less damage while activated. Um, that'd be cool. It'd be cool if it was just a force field that would last for five seconds. That would just block damage like a regular shield in front of you. Yeah, I don't know about a force field. Um, like I think that may be just a little bit too far into like the sci-fi. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, I guess you could do some sort of hard light shield or something that you could throw up. But like I guess why would you want a force field over just like a regular shield? Yeah, sure. I think because you can just throw it on the ground and it will just it can just like spontaneously pop up. Yeah, and then you can have it go away over time. It'd be cool if there was some sort of like, you know, that would be a cool operator, like something you can throw that like, maybe not a shell, maybe it's a mechanical gadget, but it just like spawns this like door in front of it, you know, so you can like, you can kind of block a doorway remotely. Yeah, yeah. Or block a path remotely. What if they had some sort of thing that was sort of like a Jaeger's ADS? Um that you put it down and it like shoots the bullets out of the skies they're coming across its like arc oh interesting and maybe it, like it only gets like 80 percent of the bullets or something so like it's it's effectively like reducing damage but like if you get a headshot and you like it, that bullet happens to get through then that would work or something and so like you throw that down it lasts for 10 seconds or something that'd be interesting that'd be a cool way to like because we don't really have much that like makes you gives you an advantage in a direct firefight right um blackbeard i mean shield. there's like blackbeard shield i guess finca's boost or whatever but there's there's really very little that's like you could like activate or like throw out yeah. and then like would help you win a win a gunfight you know like it'd be yeah. kind of cool to have something that does something like that yeah so yeah, I don't I don't know about like a force field force field, but like maybe something that blocks bullets or like slows bullets or something like that, so they do less damage. That'd be cool. The idea is good. Shedlock asks, "How do you guys feel if we put a pulse-like character on attack? Two OP? Uh, yes, I think the reason my pulse is good on defense is because he has to be positioned in a place where like he thinks the defenders are going to come to, like obviously underneath the objective rooms around it or whatever." But then right. he's kind of in a dangerous spot being down there on the first floor, like looking up in the sky with his gadget. Whereas like as and, an and attacker, he has the added uh complexity of like if they take the room, like I'm, I need to get he, there right now. Yeah, he like he has to try to like somehow make something out of being underneath or else he has to like fight his way back in. Yeah, he whereas like on offense, you could literally just clear a room from the outside and be like, No, there's no one there, you're good to go. And like the next room, the same thing. Like whereas like a drone, like yeah, you can kind of do the same thing. But having a gadget like completely safe from anything, just scanning rooms as you're going through them and not even having to like look around for someone. Like I feel like it is OP. As yeah, an attacker. Does... Yeah. You could very I mean... easily from below someone, you can say, Okay, you're Blackbeard or Buck, they're right here and have Buck shoot them from below. 
Right. Which, yeah, you can do that with a drone too, but then at least like they can they see can the, kill drone, the drone, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's probably a little OP. It is interesting. Like that, that difference between a, attack and defend that's like, it's so, so like tiny, but it, I feel like it totally skews whether he would be OP or balanced. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's going to do it for questions for today. If you have a question, don't forget to send that in on the Discord channel, um, in the podcast questions channel, or of course, you can tweet at us at r6unrenowned. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. If you like the show, please leave us a review on those old Apple podcasts because that's where people look for reviews, apparently, and that's a, a thing that people do. So, yeah, help us out there, and we will bring you a new episode next Wednesday, as always. Uh, hold on. Well, what? Well, well, well. What happened? Somehow someone found a way to hack Mozzie or to hack Echo's drone with Mozzie. So he's also on defense. But on tower, somehow you can hack Echo's drone as Mozzie and like be the one that controls it and drives it around and shoots it and everything. <laughs> what? Yeah. This <laughs> this will be in the show notes, but it is the weirdest thing. Mozzie like is controlling Echo's drone. And it's not even like his gadget doesn't even jump on it or anything. He like puts it down and like Echo drives by it and goes up and then he picks it up and puts down another Mozzie gadget, another spider thing. And then he just opens his PDA and he's got, he's got Mozzie's, he's got Echo's drone. He has That's full crazy. You just it. saw this on the Reddit or what? Yeah. That's insane. Uh, so I, and it's it, definitely legit. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, it doesn't look like, guess it could be edited i mean they could definitely be edited it's not once you do that like pull up your phone screen but from what it looks like it's mozzie controlling it driving it around yeah he's looking at himself with a camera and echo's not on it and he's jumping in the air and shooting echo with the yokai burst weird well anyway interesting wait so is there any indication of how it's done not really there's an r6 fix link with it anyway nuts yeah so yes all the things you just said thanks for listening to the podcast however you did your whole outro right before i interrupted you no yeah um i was basically just saying we'll see you again next wednesday <laughs> yeah just goodbye